Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Radio on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network. Of course, we're coming to you on Sirius XM. Nick Eber with you as I am each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. And then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. If you're up watching on sport or listening on Sports Overnight America, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'm going to be joined right after the break by my good friend, Nick Webster. We're going to talk a little Premier League football, but not just that. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL, about the issues they're having, because, of course, we just had the Super Bowl. Uh, and we're going to talk about some of the issues around the World Cup, Arsene Wenger's plan, African Cup of Nations. But don't worry, we're going to dive headfirst into the Premier League as well after a full weekend of Premier League action. We're going to take a look at the table, see who's doing what, see who's disappointing. And I'm going to ask you, is Brendan Rodgers the next manager to get the sack? The odds makers certainly think so. We're going to tell you why we think it is and, you know, where he may go. It's going to be fascinating to see. By the way, uh, on my list to talk about with Nick is the schedule. Because a lot of people have been asking me, uh, you know, Nick, I know the World Cup is in, you know, over the winter. And I know the Premier League usually starts in, uh, you know, in all, late August. And it's going to be done in May. H- how's all that going to work? Well, we're going to clarify that for you. We're going to go through the schedule going to talk about it sadly i'm going to tell you what it means if you're a fan of big european teams here in the united states uh because you know i don't think we're going to have an awful lot of money spinning tours but we're going to talk about why that is once again twitter at nick eber n-i-c-k-g-e-b-e-r facebook uh, facebook.com forward slash world soccer radio I hope you will make me a regular part of your week as we talk the beautiful game. Now that your gridiron football is over, you can actually focus in on the real football. And uh, you can join me here on the show. I want to welcome our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. And if you are listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, or whether you're just licking your finger, sticking it out the window, and picking me up through the ether of the airways, uh, I welcome you to the show. Going to step aside, take a break. Going to get Nick all lined up and then be right back with Nick and Nick on World Soccer Radio. World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. And, you know, NFL may be over for the season with the Super Bowl, but basketball's in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Of course, you know what we're going to talk about here in a minute. But from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, 
to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, Olympic coverage. Oh, wake me up when it's over. And, of course, all the real football you want, whether it's the Premier League, whether it's the Bundesliga, Serie A, La Liga, even if you are a, uh, even if you are a Liga oh, man or woman, that's your place along with Champions League, Europa League, FIFA tournaments, MLS, the whole shebang. BetOnline, it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Nick, uh, how did you do? Oh, by the way, welcome, Nick Webster, to the show. Welcome back. How did you do on your Super Bowl bet, Nick? Well, I didn't do too badly. I, I won half of it, so I, I picked the uh, I picked the good old Bengals to cover the spread, which they managed by half a point. But a very exciting game, Mister Geber. I know you poo-poo the NFL quite a bit, but I have to say that that was a Super Bowl to remember and. And I got to say, the halftime show was truly spectacular. Really, I actually was disappointed in the halftime show, Nick. Oh, why? Why so, Mister Giba? Well, I'll tell you what I appreciated. Number one is I appreciated the fact that they didn't have those sort of ridiculous sort of synchronized dancers coming out like they always do. You know, in the crowd that all of a sudden breaks into these sort of. It was very much kind of mob dancing, flash mob dancing style, and that was nice. Um, I had trouble hearing it. I thought the sound mix was really appalling, actually. Um, nothing against the uh, performers. It was always great to see 50 Cent and um, you know Eminem and Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Um, always good with those guys. But I just thought the mix was bad. And Nick, um, you know, coming off the event I just came off that you were at at the L.A. Forum where we had uh, Kings of Leon and Her and Blau and BT and Aoki. Uh, the sound mix on those was superb. They should have used our guys for the Super Bowl, Nick. <laughs> Nothing like a bit of shameless self-promotion, Nick. Yeah, I, look, the, the sound mix wasn't the best, but I was, at, I was at a party and everyone was losing their collective minds over the performances of Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. So it was really, it was really cool to uh, see those guys in action. It really was a power lineup, so to speak. Yeah, it was. I, I will say this, though, Nick. Um, it, it was interesting... First of all, it, it could not have been more fortuitous for the NFL because, you know, the NFL is suffering from a bit of a racism problem right now with, uh, you know, um, uh, Brian Flores's revelations, his lawsuits against the NFL saying it's like a plantation and they're the plantation owners. And, of course, 70 percent of the players are African-American. They have one African-American coach currently in the league. It is shameful. Nick, we, we, we spoke about this before. And in the lead up to this game, the discussion wasn't about the Super Bowl. It was about Brian Flores' lawsuit and this you know, inequality in the NFL. And then all of a sudden, you had this incredible Super Bowl, and then you had this unbelievable sort of urban hip-hop, pure hip-hop, because it wasn't mixed with the Rolling Stones or something else, right? <laughs> pure hip-hop halftime, which I think, you know, was good for them, didn't change the fact that those were two of the whitest coaches you will ever see hugging after the game going up with a white commissioner of the league a white team owner i mean look i'm i'm not trying to i'm just saying i their their problems exist nick and we're going to hear more and more about it well you're trying to say that the nfl was a little cynical in putting that rap show together Mm -hmm. 
I know. Well, look, I mean, clearly the rap show was put together long before <laughs> long before the lawsuit hit, Nick. So I, I, I don't know about that. I did hear that Dr. Dre funded it himself to the tune of $7 million, because you do know that. The halftime performers at the Super Bowl don't get paid usually. In fact, many times they have to pay to be there because their exposure is so massive. It's the largest television event in the United States, not globally, but in the United States. And so you get massive, massive exposure. Yeah, something like 90 million people tuning in. So uh, I'm sure the album sales of Dre and Snoop Dogg and Eminem uh, dramatically increased over the last couple of days. Uh, you think? Mm, I'm yeah. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure they did too. So, uh, so Nick, uh, we do have a lot of football to get to in the Premier League, which we will get to after the break. Um, in the meantime, uh, I wanted to discuss with you uh, you know, the issue that we have coming up. We have a World Cup coming up in December, Nick. We have... Hold on, hold on, Nick. Nick, your sound has gone. Now you're back. Go ahead. Yes, I said we do. No less in the Middle East. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's kind of it's, it's kind of odd, right? I mean, first of all, it's the first time the World Cup's ever sort of shifted its time. Oh, and, and we've talked about how ridiculous it is that it's in Qatar. You know, we've spoken about that many times. But to put that behind us, Nick... What do you think the impact is going to be over the summer? What do you expect to see this summer from teams, from players, given the fact this would normally be the World Cup summer, but now it is not? Now it's another down summer, isn't it? I mean, what tournaments are going on this summer? Anything? Well, yeah, I mean, you say it's a down summer, but summer is traditionally, if there's, if there's not a World Cup or a Euros, is traditionally the time where the big clubs decide to descend upon, yes, the good old United States of America for their money spinning tours. And you'd have to think that this year that might not be the case because of the overload that the players will be under. Um, but you'd, you'd have to think that, you know, the likes of your, your, your big super clubs, they're not going to be terribly happy losing out on all that lovely revenue for what generally we consider to be uh, jolly ups by the, uh, the Premier League and the top La Liga team. So, I, I, th I think that we're going to see, you know, a little downturn in in the touring this summer because I think the players desperately need uh, some time off. Yeah, I think you're you're, you're quite right. Um, but it's interesting if you think about it because the league's going to end in May, right? Then you're going to have June, July, and August. You basically start the Premier League again late August, right? Well, I believe that the league is starting a little bit earlier, um, you know, because they because they are missing out on this month. Um, so what is so the schedule that, for? Be interesting. Yeah. So how does that look? Do you know? Well, I believe that the dates have been announced and the Premier League will start on August 6th. Oh, that is a lot earlier. Usually it's like the 20 something. Yes. Um and they're saying the last round of matches prior to the World Cup will be November 12, 13, um, which is crazy because the tournament begins on the 14th of November. And then it's going to resume, the, the, the Premier League will resume again on Boxing Day uh, following the World Cup final, which is on the December the 18th. Oh, that's crazy, Nick. So, so really, I can, I can guarantee everybody listening, there will be no money spinning tours this summer. Because if you think the Premier League starts the 6th of August, they're not going to want to travel their, their teams. They're not going to want to put the players under that sort of stress. And the players that are big international players are not going to want to go out and have to do that, potentially get injured, 
tired, etc., etc. Uh, two months isn't enough time, really, Nick, because basically three weeks before the start of the season on the 6th of August, they've really got to start serious preseason training. And I don't mean much yeah. spinning friendlies, right? Right. And so again, we, we, the, the, the summer transfer window is going to be fascinating. Well, the yeah, I mean, I think the the African Cup of Nations is actually going to be uh, uh, something that's going to come into play as well because teams are now looking at the fact that this tournament is every two years and you're going to potentially losing your top players for a combined, you know, eight weeks over the the course of these last three seasons. Hey Nick, let's so hold think... that thought. Let, 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 let's hold that thought. We've got to go to break. This is World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Nick Ebert, along with Nick Webster, we're talking football. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Excuse me. I'm choking already, and I just came back. Well, Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. Great to be with you, Nick Eber and Nick Webster with you here on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network and SiriusXM. Also, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app. And we'd like to take this opportunity to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. If you're listening in Poland, we're the 82nd Airborne Division. Uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, great to have you uh, with us on the show. This podcast and program, because the podcast is available at the Believe Podcast Network, is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check them out at betterhelp.com slash worldsoccer. It's the best way. Uh, look, the best way to think about therapy. Uh, let me use a bunch of analogies. OK, Nick, you ready for this? I'm, I'm, re- I'm all ears. OK, good. Uh, we get our cars tuned up to present, prevent bigger issues down the road. Right. You know, I saw that one coming. It was knocking, it was banging, the lights were coming on, I ignored it, and then it blew up on the freeway, right? We get annual checkups. We go to the gym, well, maybe you do, to maintain physical wellness and prevent injury and disease. We do chores regularly to avoid a giant mess of a house and cockroaches. Going to therapy is like all of these. It's routine maintenance for your mental and emotional emotional well-being to prevent bigger issues down the road. Going to therapy doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means you're investing in yourself to keep your mind healthy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Why invest in everything else and not your mind? So look, we are sponsored by BetterHelp and World Soccer Radio listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash worldsoccer. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash worldsoccer. And folks, we are football therapy for the troubled soul and the doctors they are in. Nick, the football therapy will now begin. Um, Before the break, you were talking about African Cup of Nations. It's going to be every two years. It's going to provide a major pain in the you-know-what for a lot of teams, particularly Liverpool, if they keep Mohamed Salah and Sadeo Mane as their main two guys. Although they did just bring Diaz, they got Jota. I mean, 
you're going to see a lot more of this, I think, Nick. And do, do you think African Cup of Nations is going to devalue African players with Premier League teams? Well, unfortunately, I think it may. And it's, it's such a shame because it really is a fantastic tournament. I mean, obviously, there was the tragedy in Cameroon with the, uh, the crowd surge and, and unfortunately, people uh, dying. But, uh, you know, in, in the past, this has been a, a, gr a great tournament. Um, I thought two years ago, Algeria were fantastic winners. Uh, obviously, the final this time around was a bit of a, bit of a dud, uh, if you ask me. <laughs> I watched <laughs> because... it. I watched it. It was dull. Yeah, oh, e e Egypt yeah. had no intention of playing whatsoever. They were looking for penalties from the very off. So, Correct. Uh, you know, well played, Sadio Mane. But yeah, uh, it will devalue the competition. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, as, you, as we pointed out, during the summer, it's going to get very, very, very interesting in terms of posturing with teams and uh, and, and who does what, when, and how. Um, and that summer is going to be a very truncated summer, which we just discussed, a very intense season, Nick, because you have to think play, teams are going to come out and they're going to want to get as much distance as they can to towards the top of the table uh, early on because they don't know what's going to happen over the World Cup and how tired their star players are when they come back. Well, the crazy thing is when they come back, as I, as I pointed out, a week after the World Cup final, they'll be back in action. And if uh, history is anything to go by, the fact that England have made the semifinals of the World Cup in 2018, the finals of the Euros in 2021, the chances are that the national team is going to go a long way in the tournament. That's potentially 23 players that are going to be absolutely exhausted and then a week later they're going to be expected to shop for the hurly-burly of the premier league not going to happen my friend no and this is the last time you're going to see a december world cup and you will not see a world you know it's interesting i i, I mentioned this on the show earlier uh not today but like an earlier show when we were talking about this tragedy in cameroon i'm like you know i wish fifa would stop worrying about having a world cup every two years and start taking some of that FIFA money that they're hoarding, like, you know, like your evil uncle sitting over a pile of cash. And they would start going out to these countries that need to upgrade their stadiums, train their stadium police. I mean, the fact that we had another Hillsborough in 2021, 22, excuse me, makes me scratch my head, Nick. I just don't get it. Well, I think, it, you know... I mean, you've got to admit the parallels are shocking, right? Yeah, I mean, they absolutely are. I mean, what what you will say is that the, the, the mass crushing event didn't actually happen inside the stadium, but outside the stadium. But well, yeah, you'd think yeah. that there was some lessons to be learned over the last, you know, 50 years of policing and managing football games. It makes me scratch my head. So I would like to see FIFA take some of that money that they lord over and spend it there. Less, worry less about, I mean, what on earth? are they thinking with a World Cup every two years? I mean, it's just madness. It's going to throw the whole football calendar into complete disarray. You're going to end up having a civil war in football between the clubs and the national teams. This sort of detente yeah, I mean, is going to go out the window. No, I, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but the, 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 thing, the thing that really interests me is the fact that Arsene Wenger is the one who's almost proposing this. And I've always taken Wenger as to be... You know, a pretty sensible guy, to be honest with you. You know, he he, he knows his stuff. Uh, and the fact that he's saying, no, I think we can do every two years is, is really mind-blowing. And maybe there's something there. 
I mean, I know, I know for us purists, it seems like blasphemy, but maybe there's something there. I'll tell you what's there, Nick. Have it every four years. Get rid of all your qualifying. Have the qualifying tournament the year before over the summer. Take a month and qualify. And just be done with it. Don't have these stupid... I do like that idea. What's that? I do like that idea. Don't take these stupid qualifying events and sprinkle them over three years leading up. It's so boring and dull. Meanwhile, you've got the Nations League, which now takes on a slightly different import because we're going to have the winner of the uh, Nations League in UEFA playing the winner of the CONMEBOL Nations League. We're going to actually have, because they're going to be in it together, right? It's going to be a combined CONMEBOL UEFA Nations League. That, to me, is mouthwatering, Nick Webster. Yes, that that is quite a delicious prospect. The best of South America taking on the best of Europe. Uh, FIFA, not very happy about that uh, that move, by the way. And I've, I've heard that from uh, sources close to the Death Star in Zurich. Oh, it's, yes, it's Zurich. And um, I think that, you know, UEFA, this is UEFA's way of flexing their muscles to tell FIFA, hey, back off this World Cup every two years idea is not going to happen. If you want to mess with us, this is the, these are the ideas that we're going to bring to the table. I love it. I mean, I, I, it's, it's not often that I'm genuinely excited about sort of to- uh, international tournaments. But this one really, really, really has me excited. I mean, <laughs> you know, Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, uh, you know, against, you know, Germany, France, England. Uh, it, it, it boggles the mind, Nick. It's going to be brilliant. Italy. I mean, think about it. Just think about how epic this tournament is going to be. Yeah, the, the, the best of the best. I mean, look, we, we've often said the that Champions the European... League of international football is what it is, right? Yeah. We've often said that the European Championship is really the, the, the best international tournament because, you know, the World Cup is kind of diluted. But bringing Comnibol and UEFA together is just, yeah, it, it is mouthwatering. And I think for any true football fan, you're going to yourself, this is something that I'm going to get behind. And I tell you, the betting markets for this are going to be off the chart. <laughs> I mean, because really, let's face it, as they expand the World Cup, Nick, it gets less and less interesting. And, and look, I understand why they expand it, and I actually support it. I think that's, that's it's, it's right, because we are a, nation, a, a, a world of nations, and you know we want to see more nations. But let's face it, some horrible mismatches in the World Cup. Uh, you know, and, and it's going to continue that way, and the cream will almost always rise to the top. So uh, cream the, always rises to the yeah, top. Yes, I, mean, I think look, yeah. you're, you're completely right about the, the mismatches. I mean, there's there's some nations. I mean, God bless them, you know, that they've made it to the World Cup. But come on. I mean, it's 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 not even fair. I mean, England playing Panama I ended up being six nothing. And, and, and England were in second gear the whole way. Yeah, uh, it, it, it is a problem. And by the way, we see the same thing in women's football. Uh, where, you know, you have 32-0 score lines, right? Which is just crazy. Yeah. Uh, but that's explainable and excusable because, you know, the, the development of women's programs uh, is so radically different across different nations. Uh, you, can, you can explain that one. But to set the World Cup up, set teams up like that, it's just, it's just a mistake, I, I, I think. But So this Nations League, to me, 
is really going to be the Champions League of international football. And and, and I, when does it start? Next year, I think, right? Next year. And I, I, I love the way you describe it. The Champions League of international football. Perhaps we can call it that. Let's coin that phrase, Nick. Let's make T-shirts. Let's make t Yeah, the Champions League <laughs> of international football. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It's going to be fantastic. Um, all right, l- last thought very quickly. Christian Eriksen, uh, Christian, no, <laughs> Nick, return to action behind closed doors in a friendly. Um, give me 20 seconds as a coach. Do you think this is a good idea that he's going to take the pitch for Brentford? Well, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Christian Eriksen. I think he's a wonderful talent, and I think Brentford desperately need him right now. They are going through a really tough time. He'll provide leadership, character, and... Uh, Hopefully, a real feel-good story. Well, hopefully, he's continuing to feel good. I just worry about himself. All right. When we come back, let's dive into the Premier League. World Soccer Radio, Nick and Nick with you. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll It's very good indeed Keep your silly ways All right, welcome back, Nick Eber and the guy that song was written about, Nick Webster, uh, with, you, uh, with you here on uh, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. Hey, what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can possibly get. NordVPN, that's N-O-R-D, VPN, is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Nick, you want to surf, you know, those sites you go to. They'll keep it secure for you. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under 4 bucks a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. Use the code believe, B-L-E-A-V. Uh, get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also got risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Uh, Nick, uh, Premier League action. It was great to have the Premier League, you know, back in full swing after we had all the Cut the Cup and then we had the you know, sort of winter break. And Newcastle, though get themselves out of the drop zone and then Kieran Trippier breaks his foot. How, how bad is that for them? Oh, it's an absolute disaster. I mean, Trippier's been fantastic. He's scored two wonderful free kick goals. Newcastle have, you know, won three on the bounce and Trippier's supplying incredible leadership character on the pitch and to lose him now for at least six weeks is a huge blow to Eddie Howe's men and unfortunately... The transfer window closed, so all that lovely Saudi money that they can spend uh, potentially on a replacement, they can't do until the summer, by which time they may be in trouble. But, you know, to be honest with you, Nick, I think Newcastle United, I think they're quite safe at the moment. Uh, it makes when me I look happy. At the table, yeah. It does, <laughs> but when I, when I look yeah. at the table, it, it, it does seem doom and gloom for uh, the likes of Burnley and Watford. Uh, Norwich City, 
they're four points away from Newcastle United, but they're not looking like they're going to win a game. So I think that the teams that are really probably looking over their shoulder right now are the likes of an Everton, a Leeds United yeah. and a Brentford who are you know in pretty poor form at the moment. Yeah, they really are. I mean, Everton getting a huge win, uh, 3-0 at home at Goodison against, uh, against Leeds United. Uh, new manager bounce, finally, although they had a bit of a new manager whoops the time out previously. Well, that was in the FA Cup. So, uh, you know, sometimes teams True. take their eye off the yeah. ball in the FA Cup. But I think, you know, Lampard has already come in and and, and, and set set a tone. And actually, I watched Everton. I watched the game on on, uh, on Saturday and I was I was really quite impressed with how they played. And uh, what was even more impressive as well, and you're probably not going to like this, is that the poisonous atmosphere that Rafa Benitez brought to Goodison Park had completely disappeared. And yeah. Frank Lampard yeah. is... He's, he's the original blue-nosed toffee right now. <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah, listen, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a bad fit to begin with to bring uh, Rafa to Goodison. Uh, they should have known better. Uh, but some great results. Liverpool eke a win against Burnley at Turf Moor. Nick, I mean eke a win. I mean, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. Newcastle uh, beat Aston Villa. Aston Villa uh, and get three Gerard. points. Gerard. Yeah. Uh, what's going on at Tottenham, Nick? I mean, Wolves doing a number on them. Wolves. Wow. Wolves yeah, that one's, that one's a real stadium. Well, but, you know, being that Conte's first nine games in the Premier League was unbeaten and now he's lost three on the spin. And I don't, I, I read somewhere that he's never lost actually three games in a row in his entire managerial career. So that just goes to show what a shower of crap Tottenham Hotspur are. I mean, this is a team that just cannot seemingly get their act together. And defensively, it was like the Keystone Cops, Nick. I've never, I've never seen a pro team defend as poorly as Tottenham did in that 10-minute spell where they gave up the two goals. And, you know, if you give a team, any team in the Premier League, a two-goal lead, you're, you're really struggling to get back in the game. And I think Conte's got a lot of work to do with this Tottenham team. Uh, they're thinking about Champions League football. They are dreaming about Champions well, League Well, uh, what's football. interesting, Nick, you know, is that uh, sort of end of January, they were they were fifth spot in the table. They had a lot of momentum. They were looking really good. They had that uh, big 3-2 win uh, at the King Power against Leicester City. And you're right. It's just been a complete tailspin since then. I mean, they lost to Chelsea. Uh, they lost to Southampton, of all teams. And then this loss to Wolverhampton Wanderers, you, you, you really wouldn't expect that. So, of course, Wolves leapfrogging them in the table. So, you know, good on Wolves. They have a really rough outing yeah, well, next time, though, because, you know, they're going to have to go and play Man City. Yeah. I mean, so basically you're looking at Spurs having lost four on the spin. Uh, Wolves are going to Leicester, who are going through their own particular hardships right now. So you've got to say that Wolves, I think, are the informed team when it comes to looking at that fourth place in the Champions League. Uh, Arsenal do have a couple of games in hand and their form hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been bad. And they've, uh, they've got and a little double play Brentford. Yeah, they're playing Brentford. Yeah, Brentford. Yeah. So you'd, you'd like to think they can get three points there, which could potentially uh, move them up to fourth if, if West Ham don't beat Newcastle United. Uh, what do you think for that match? Do you think West Ham are going to beat Newcastle? Well, you know, now with Trippier being out, I, I think there's there's more hope for uh, West Ham to uh, to get to get a good result. Um, you know they've they've not been brilliant at the London Stadium. Uh, I think West Ham United actually have been better on the road this year. 
But uh, you'd think they're going to have too much quality. I mean, I watched them against Leicester City. I thought they were very good. But then again, they got very lucky, you know, nicking a point with practically the last kick of the game. Or should I say the last shoulder of the game? Yeah, the last sh- Yeah, right. I mean, that was a, that was awful, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah, it did look, look suspicious to yeah. like a uh, an arm ball or a By hand way, ball, as they like to say. But... Uh, technology is going to be coming into use, I think, next year. They're going to be automating the offsides. Did you read about that? No, I haven't. But I think that's that's the. Uh, I mean, how do you automate an offside? I believe the, they have enough cameras now to be able to read the limbs of the players and actually do what's sort of done manually with the lines uh, on the fly. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, that would be interesting, and it'll certainly make for quicker decisions. Well, I'd love it if they just had a big red light that goes, ah, and then the players can just stop and they don't have to play through. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it is a little frustrating that uh, you know players are running onto through balls now and the whistle's not being blown until they've touched the ball, which yeah, sounds seems completely silly. ridiculous. All right, well, let, let, let's let's get back to the Prem again, uh, Nick, because uh, some other results we had. Uh, Leicester 2-2 against West Ham United. We talked about that at the KP. Well, what's going on with Leicester, Nick? I mean, Brendan Rodgers, has he lost the plot? Or is this finally what I've been saying for a long time, uh, a, a, a squad a little too old, a little too creaky, and not deep enough? Well, I think it's it's a combination of things, Nick. I think Brendan Rodgers has... You know, tooted his own horn to quite an extent, and you know when when positions came open, I mean, he he's the first name on everybody's lips at you know Everton, yeah. at Spurs, at Newcastle, and you know he, he kind of you know said, well, you know, I'm going to stay loyal to Leicester, but I think that maybe his head was turned, and players tend to notice those things, and I don't think he's getting the same reaction from his players that he once did, so. Um, I think, you know, he's he's a, he's a great coach. He's a great, you know, got a te- great tactical mind. But I don't think he's the best man manager um, in, in football. And I think that sometimes hurts him a great deal. I think and then of he's course, gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, you I think, think he's, he's gone? gone. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone before the end of the season, Nick. Oof. Bold move, Nick. I mean, I'll have to he's gonna, look up he, now and he's, see. He's going uh... to go like a hot potato to the next available club that's big enough that wants him. And, you know, if you think about it, could it be PSG? Wow. That's quite a shame. He shout. could get himself a Would French they... wife. <laughs> he could. Well, let's see. Brendan Rogers is currently... Oh, he's the favorite to get sacked. He's he's leading the EPL sack race. He's nine to two. Nine to two. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, let's run through the more man. Man United. Oh God. By the way, absolutely love the fact they're calling Chris Armas Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah. Well, Manchester United are an absolute disgrace. I mean, come on. What 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 are they what are they doing? This this is a this is a club that just seemingly completely lost its way over the last what. Five six fixtures. I mean, Ranić was meant to come in and, and turn some things around, and he's turned absolutely nothing around. Right now, he hasn't even flushed the bog. Uh, <laughs> he's left it in there and hasn't flushed it. All right, uh, Brentford at home get nil nil against Palace. Great result for the bees. Bad result for Palace. Palace really probably one of the most inconsistent teams in the league this year, in my opinion. A good team, good talent, can play great football. You just don't know what you're going to get. Goodison Park, Everton beat Leeds. 
big result for them. Uh, Watford losing at home to Brighton. I don't know what has happened to Watford. They've just absolute. Maybe they are that thing that's in the bog that Man United haven't flushed down. I think Watford's problem is there's just no consistency with the with the managerial position. I mean, the owners go through uh, go through managers like um, I don't know what's what's a what's a good analogy for someone going through something very quickly, like a hot knife through butter. Really, I yeah. mean, they just slice through everything, and you know, in, unless you have stability. And I, I think we can look, if you look at all the clubs, obviously Manchester City have these incredible resources, but Pep's been there a while, okay? Yeah. Klopp's been there at Liverpool for a while. Moyes has been at West Ham now for three years. Um, you know, these, these clubs that have consistency get to develop. But when you're chopping and changing every other week, I mean, it, it, the, the players don't know if you're coming or going and that you, can't, you can't get any foundation built. Yeah, it really is an interesting table, Nick. Uh, well, we have Tottenham and Leicester both sitting sort of fairly squarely mid-table. You've got West Ham currently in the fourth spot, uh, although United do have a game in hand, but United are so bloody awful. I don't even know what's going to happen when Brighton come a-visiting. Uh, West Ham have Newcastle. You've got Chelsea that really cooled off very quickly despite winning the World Club Cup. Uh, and then at the top, listen, if Conte pulls a rabbit out of his hat, and get three points against Man City, we're going to have a title race, Nick. No, oh, that see, that's you just <laughs> praying for it because you're bloody <laughs> Liverpool through and through. But you, you, you are right. Uh, if if that was the case, you know, look, let's look at this table uh, objectively, okay? Liverpool played a game less than Manchester City, yeah. So technically, that that would they're, they're going to win that game in hand. That takes them to six points behind. Yeah. Should Tottenham pull a rabbit out of their head and and Liverpool win, that would take them to three points behind, and they still have to play each other. So we right. could, in theory, still have a title race. And I actually think that you know the, the Premier League consistently, year after year, does throw up these surprises and does throw up these races. And, and, and Man City-Liverpool, I think, is, is, is the great English rivalry over the last two, three years. It's going to go down to the wire. And, and I will say this, because we've got to go to break here. It, it's not the nasty rivalry that you get with Liverpool-Man United. I mean, it is a rivalry no. born of... Yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's edgy, no doubt. But it doesn't have that same level of really innate dislike. All right, this is World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app. Cash a podcast right after the show at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. Uh, we will be right back after this. They can't make things worse for me. Sometimes I'd rather die. All right, we've just got a couple of minutes left, so we're going to get right to it. Welcome back. World Soccer Radio, Nick and Nick with you. All right, so why did you roll your eyes when I said, Nick, that uh, I didn't think the City-Liverpool rivalry was nearly as sort of edgy as the Liverpool United rivalry. Well, I, I I go back to a couple of years ago when the Manchester City bus showed up at Liverpool for a Champions League game, and okay, there was probably thirty thousand scousers chucking stuff at the bus and smashing windows and really creating this like intense kind of violent attitude around the the Man City team. So that is why, and I don't think Pep Guardiola's forgotten it. Really, you think he's harboring that grudge? Huh? 
I do. Yes, he. I, I believe that he is. All right, Nick. Uh, literally one minute. Give me your prediction for Man United Brighton at Old Trafford. Man United Brighton at Old Trafford. Well, United are in such poor form at the moment, and Brighton are the draw specialists of the Premier League. I fancy a nil-nil tight game. United trying to pour forward. Brighton sucking it all up, a point apiece. Really? So that would take United to 41 points with the same number of games as West Ham. And that would take Brighton just uh, nipping at the heels of Tottenham. Uh, that'll be interesting. That'll be a very, very bad result for Man United, uh, who I think are expecting three points and expecting themselves to leapfrog into that fourth Champions League spot. Uh, but I, I think, you know, Arsenal will then be three, have three games in hand. Nick Webster, how can people find you? Oh, they can find me on Twitter. Ah, uh, Nick, are you there? Sorry about that. Yeah. That's all right. Guys, yes. Okay, Nick, so they can find you on Twitter, at Nick Webster, N-I-C-K, Nick Webster, like that? That's right, yeah. Incredible. You can find me at Nick Ebert, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up. Now we can bring the music up and close the show. Speak to you tomorrow. Cheers. Little young ladies got us in a ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.